Oh, good morning, everyone. How are we all doing? Good. Yeah? Oh, that's good. Did everybody enjoy their wee uh, visit back to the middle of winter with their snow experience? Yeah? I, I knew it was going to happen because every year I get to the point where I go, oh, I think we've turned the corner, I think we've got to spring, and then guaranteed the next week it's like, nah, zero degrees or snow or something. So um, I feel like I kind of called that one, so I'm really sorry. Um, I think it was just to spite me, but it was a lovely surprise that we actually got snow because I think that's the first time we've kind of had proper snow since I moved to Christchurch, and uh, I've disappointed every year. So I was, I was very pleased that at least, you know, we got to say we had a little bit. Well, if you have been with us for the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been speaking on season at the moment, and the season that we believe that we are in here uh, at Life Church QE2. And uh, Jeremiah kicked us off uh, and shared how we're currently in a building season, is what we've called it. And it's specifically within that building team, building family, and building buildings. Uh, and Jeremiah spoke on uh, that first one um, a couple weeks ago, which is that we're building team. Uh, and it's not that just we're, we're building like a task-based team for a Sunday morning or that we're recruiting people to fill roles that need doing, uh, but that we're actually in a season where having placed Jesus at the centre, people are now being led to join the team, you know, to find opportunities, whether they're on a Sunday or throughout the week, to serve Christ and recognising that we can serve Christ through the church, but also in our workplaces and in our families and in our communities as the church, and that actually we are all on team, and that may look like serving on a Sunday morning or being on a roster, but that actually the motivation that we have for a bigger team is about us having a motivation for an increased capacity to be able to bless our community and ultimately see more people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. You know, so we're building team. That's part of it. Uh, and then last week, we took a break to celebrate Father's Day. And uh, we looked at being chosen, adopted, and redeemed. You know, that we have all been chosen by God, and that when we accept his invitation, we are adopted and given the full rights of sonship. We are um, given a, a share of that inheritance. Which leads quite nicely into to what I wanted to talk a little bit about today, which is building family. Uh, so I did some research into sort of the definition of family, and, and not like the word in the, the dictionary, um, but like anthropologically speaking, how it is defined uh, and what the sort of its role is. And this is what basically all of the, the definitions sort of came up with, was that it is the basic and essential building block of society. Families have a crucial role in social development. They bear the primary responsibility for the education and socialisation of children, as well as instilling values of citizenship and belonging in the society. Families provide both economic and social support for its members, and it's where the enculturation process begins, which refers to the process of learning the culture that we are born into. And the children in the family are not always biological offspring. That's just threw that one in there as well. So it's a broader than just your, what you're born into. And I suppose a few key words kind of stuck out to me there. Um, the responsibility, belonging, support, education, enculturation. Basically, it's, it's where we belong and where we're provided with a safe space to learn essential skills to be successful in our societies. 
And I think another word which a lot of people would sort of add into that as well is love. You know, it's the place where we are known, where we are loved, where we belong, where we are cared for, where we have the space to be able to come all that we are able to be. And when we take that into a church context, you know, that definition of family remains relevant. You see, we use the language of family a lot in church. You know, we talk about the church family. We talk about being part of the family of God or the family of believers. We call one another brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, that language is peppered throughout the Bible, and we've we've continued it on um, up till today. And, you know, that's no accident because God has set up his church to operate as a family um, on purpose because he understands humans better than anybody, and he understands the important role which family play. And he understands our deep need for belonging and acceptance, and that also in order to thrive, we're going to need support from others and space for learning. And uh, I get really passionate when sort of talking about the church operating as a family, because it has played such an important role in my own testimony and my own faith journey. See, I was blessed to grow up in a church that did family really well. We were a small town, quite a small church, um, and it, it was a place of belonging and a safe place to explore faith. You know, I was, I was truly known and accepted, and what ended up happening is that when my faith was not strong enough to hold me in church, then the people were enough to hold me in until my faith was strong enough to bear me through on my own, on its own. You know, I had a passage uh, of my life in my teenage years in particular uh, where it was the love and the prayers of my church family that kept me connected in. And I know that uh, it's not the church that saves people, that staying in church is, is, is not what um, equals salvation. But I can tell you that for me, that when I began to encounter God for myself and when I began to rediscover my faith, a lot of those moments and a lot of those encounters happened at church. You know, because it's a powerful place to be, putting yourself in a space where people are intentionally pursuing God. You know, and I really hate to think what would have happened if I had walked away and not been able to lean on and borrow faith from those other people while mine was a bit shaky. You know, family is a place that uh, provides support for one another. And uh, it was critical for me that I had that so that I was able to then uh, find the space and uh, have those moments where I was able to be brought back in. And before I uh, moved to Christchurch, I actually worked in Nelson as a children's worker. And in the course of that work, um, uh, I came across some interesting studies which uh, were done around building lifelong faith in children and into the different factors that can determine whether children will continue in their faith journey as they become adults. And there's uh, some research that was carried out by uh, Mark Kelly, which found that uh, teens who had at least one adult from church make a significant time investment in their lives were more likely to keep attending church and continue on their own faith journey into adulthood. And more of those who stayed in the church, by a margin of 46% to 28%, said five or more adults at church had invested time with them personally and spiritually. 
And what they found across this, um, this really broad uh, lot of research was that a significant factor in building resilient faith in young people was the relationships that they form with others in the church. You know, and uh, Jesus understood this. You know, it's one of his famous quotes that we use is, let the little children come. You know, by acting as a family, we all help bear the responsibility for children and the education and help set them up for success. You know, and that principle doesn't just apply to children, although that's where the research was done, but actually across all of us, we are all part of bearing the responsibility for one another and being able to encourage each other uh, in our faith and provide that space and that belonging so that people are able to um, build resilient, lifelong faith. So what does that kind of look like? Uh, in John 13, 34, 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And I mean, like, good gracious, like Jesus has set the bar pretty high um, <laughs> with that, you know, with his example of how to love others. Uh, but I actually, as I thought about this, um, I really wanted some more kind of specifics. You know, what does that actually look like? Because I think sometimes we throw around these good concepts like love one another. Uh, but what can happen is that we can actually then just sort of leave them in the concept phase. And uh, we don't actually sort of bring them down um, into what it actually means for my life in my everyday and in my interactions with others and for the people around me. And so uh, I wanted to break it down even further. So uh, there is a passage in the Bible that does, you know, give a bit more instruction on what that love kind of looks like. Um, in First Corinthians 13, 4 to 7, it says, Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And we've got some specific instructions there on how we are to treat one another, uh, you know, as we seek to build a loving family here. You know, it's going to require us to choose to be patient with one another, you know, not to envy, not to boast. Instead of looking for the best outcome for ourselves, it asks us to also consider others. It speaks of protecting one another, of forgiving one another, and not holding on to past wrongs. You know, when we talk about this idea of building family, that's the kind of culture, that's the kind of family that we want to build here at QE2. So again, what does that actually look like? Well, I have a few things which I think that it's going to involve for us. And the first uh, one is sharing together. You know, we get a picture of this from uh, the early church in Acts. It says in uh, Acts 2 uh, that the fellowship of the believers, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to the number daily those who were being saved. So we need to be prepared to share together. 
you know, and, and uh, across a, a variety of um, mediums as well. You know, it talks about sharing meals, you know, uh, going out for coffee, inviting people over, physically sitting down with others and sharing meals together. You know, it says they, they broke bread together. And uh, I don't know about you, but certainly in my household, have you ever sat in silence over the dinner table? You know, as you sit together, it's not just food that you are sharing, but you are also sharing your stories. It'll look like being interested in what's happening in each other's lives, of being aware of how somebody's week's been, of, you know, what's happening for them and their family and their job, um, what's important to them, what they laugh at, what they cry at, you know, sharing that part of ourselves with each other which also means that when the time comes, we can share our struggles. You know, we can help share the burden so that hopefully it won't be quite so heavy. And we can pray and encourage one another more effectively when we know what is happening for one another. You know, uh, life groups are an amazing space to help build those kind of relationships. We've talked about them quite a lot recently, um, but it is a real practical step that we can take to help create um, a space for people to really be known and belong. But it's not just, you know, for the the scheduled um, church events that we put on, this kind of um, sort of part of building family is going to just take uh, each and every one of us of being prepared to open up space in our lives for each other. You know, you don't need um, me and Jeremiah to stand up here and say, hey, why don't you invite that person over for dinner? You know, who are the people that are around you that you can start to to build um, those connections with? Uh, It also looks like sharing resource with each other. You know, it goes on uh, a little bit later on, and when talking about the early church in Acts, it says that there were no needy persons among them, you know, because they were able to look after each other, and as well as meeting each other's social needs, they also helped meet each other's physical needs. Uh, And this is something that we, um, you know, I think we already do quite well as a church, which is awesome. You know, uh, we have a few things some of you might not be aware of. For example, we have a mercy fund, and every year we have our M3 giving, which is um, what was used to be called our thanks and uh, faith and thanksgiving offering. And we have this fund which is there, which is available for those um, when they find themselves in times of need. It can help cover things like unexpected medical bills or a large power bill or if somebody needs help because something um, you know unexpected has popped up in life or whatever it is we have a fund available to be able to bless somebody when they're in a time of need and uh, so that again that's for all of us if you know yourself are really struggling with something or you know your neighbor is or you know the person sitting next to you in your in your seat at church then uh, we have help which is available for that and when you guys are giving, through your giving, that also then is able to be used to help um, meet people's needs. We also this year uh, have some counselling students who are partnering with Life Church, which means we are available to offer free counselling to people, um, both adults and children. So if there are you know, things that you go, actually, it would be really great. Um, I find myself with a need that actually a counsellor would be um, able to, to help work through some of that stuff. Then we have that available. That's something you can offer to people as well. 
Uh, we do meals for each other. Um, uh, some of you have probably been tapped on the shoulder by me and asked, hey, could you cook an extra portion of your dinner over the next few weeks because we've got somebody who's maybe sick and unable to cook for themselves or they've welcomed a new baby or all sorts of things. When we're able, we love to physically be able to bless people with food. Uh, so if that's something that you go, oh, I could do that, then we're always looking to stock our freezer up further so that we are able to then bless each other um, with those um, physical needs as well. Uh, on our Facebook page, if there are times when you, you need help with something, maybe you're moving house, we've got a whole lot of people who have strong arms and legs around the place. We've got all sorts of people who have specific skills who are willing and generous with their time and uh, talents to be able to bless each other. You know, when uh, you need to, somebody to help you change a tyre and you're not very skilled at that. It's me, I always ask for help with that. Or, you know, you need somebody to help you mow your lawns while you've got a broken ankle whatever it is, we have these um, spaces that we're trying to set up so that people are able to access the help, so that we're able to bless one another, that we're able to act as family for each other. So we want to be making sure that we are sharing you know, our, our time, our uh, stories, our resources with one another so that we're able to build this family. You know that... Uh, Something else that happens when you share time uh, together is that inevitably a bit of conflict will probably pop up every now and again. And we can try and pretend that that's not true, that, you know, we're the perfect peaceful family. Uh, but conflict is natural and it is going to arise from time to time. And what's actually going to set us apart is not the absence of conflict, but how we deal with it. In Matthew 5, it says, Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. You know, we have a responsibility to work for peace and to resolve conflict. You know, we need to speak uh, the truth to love with love to one another. You know, it was really important to Jesus. There's so many times throughout the Bible where we are instructed to live in peace and live in unity with one another. And that's not going to happen if we're not prepared to deal with our conflicts. You know, we need to be prepared to have honest conversations with one another, but not just brutally honest conversations. We need to have conversations where we speak truth, but with love so that there is able to be reconciliations, so there's able to be forgiveness, there's able to be healing. You know, this is the type of family that we want where people aren't sitting, you know, seething, holding on to things that are, are grievances against them or where they've been hurt or where they've, uh, you know, feel like there's been a slight against them, we want this to be a space where they are able to approach one another and say, hey, look, this has happened. Can we talk about this? Can we resolve this together? Can we pray? Can we have some healing? And, uh, you know, we would love for that to happen. Uh, it talks in the Bible about, you know, going straight to the person doing that. If that fails, then, you know, grabbing somebody else who can go along and support that process as well. And this is what we want to be about. We want to be uh, people taking responsibility and being able to approach one another in love. We don't want people to be sitting, sitting on those things um, because that is what causes disunity. And so I encourage you as well that... Um, you know, if, if that does happen, then uh, please, uh, as, as your family, we want to be able to resolve that. We want this to be that safe space where you are able to, um, uh, to find that belonging and to also then have peace within this.
There's a passage that I want to finish with, and uh, Band, I'll get you to, to come back up if you're able. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, uh, it's entitled Final Instructions. It's a letter that was uh, written to the church. It says, Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. We ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who work hard among you, who care for you in the Lord and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard and love because of their work. Live in peace with each other. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, warn those who are idle and disruptive, encourage the disheartened, help the weak, be patient with everyone. Make sure that nobody pays back wrong for wrong, but always strive to do what is good for each other and for everyone else. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, the passage we read earlier uh, from John where it talks about um, this is how people will know that you are my disciples, by your love for one another. You know, our love for one another is awesome for us, but not only that, it is an amazing witness to those who don't yet know the love of Christ. And we have a responsibility not only to each other, but also for those who don't yet know to treat each other with love, to build this family so that not only are we able to... um, you know, have a strong and resilient faith and help our brother and sister along in their own journey, but also so that we're able to then include others in, that those people who come through these doors can find belonging, can find that space so that they too are able to then encounter Jesus for themselves. You know, that is what we want to be about. That is what we want to build here. We want you to be part of of this family because we are so blessed to know the love of Christ and we then want to share that with all of those around us as well. So I'd love, if you're able, if you'd stand, I'd love to just pray for us. And then we're going to go into a time of of worship. Father God, we are just so thankful that you set us up to operate as family and that you uh, gave us such an incredible demonstration of what it is to love one another. And Holy Spirit, I just ask right now that you would uh, be working in our hearts, Lord, you'd be working in our minds, you'd be prompting us how it is that we can better show love to one another. Lord, what it is that you would uh, have us do so that we are able to uh, encourage one another, we are able to build each other up, we are able to invite more people in to experience what it is to be part of your family. And so, Lord, we are just so grateful for your love. And we ask that you would give us the strength and the courage to be able to, um, to live that out well, Lord, that uh, when we need to have those difficult conversations, that we would be able to do those with grace and love for one another. That when we uh, you know, might be asked to give something up, that we would be able to do that with a joyful heart because we know that uh, ultimately we are doing this for your glory, that more people would come to know who you are. Um, So we just, again, lift our eyes to you. And we just say, Lord, we love you, and we ask that you continue to transform us by your love uh, into your likeness. We thank you, Lord. Amen.